Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, it's a huge weekend in sport coming your way and you can catch it all on the SEN app. Just uh, jump on there and have a peruse, whether it's the Crows-Brisbane game or the Matildas later on in their landmark final uh, in the quarterfinals against France. Bryce, how do you see that one playing out? Really excited, Tom, and very, very sad that I'll be actually running around the football field myself. So that is sad. Won't be able to watch it live, but uh, hopefully the, I might be able to get a bit of the second half in if we uh, yeah. finish up a little bit earlier than expected. Hopefully yep. it's a low-scoring game, not much time on. Today. Yes, as the uh, scissor lift right in front of our studio comes back into view and presents uh, all the workmen's crotches to your face. That's <laughs> quite a view we're getting. Hey, it's uh, time for this. I asked the Prime Minister, if you are so confident about your view for fight back, why won't you call an early election? Yeah, question time. It's my turn to grill you this week, so let's get it underway. The word on Sam Kerr is that they need to ease her back. We're not playing a full game, and that she'll be good for about 50 minutes. That's five zero minutes of game time. If that's true, would you be bringing her on at the very start to get things going for the side or in the second half so that the French are kind of worried about what's still to come and providing a stronger finish for the Matildas. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good debate, mm. isn't it? And we know how important she is, and it was so exciting to see her come on late in the game, uh, late in our last game. Mm. I, I would start her on the bench again. I, I think yeah, that, would you? That dynamic works, and and what it has done, it's it's given other other girls opportunity to to mm. thrive and and shine, and they've played really good with without her in the mix. So I would I would start her on the pine again and save her for the, the back half of the game. If if we're able to score early and, and hold hold uh, the French at bay, or mm. if they are the team to, to score early, we know that she's going to come on and, and provide a bit of spark and, mm. and her brilliance in and around the goal. So if, if it is 50 minutes, yeah, I'd, I'd keep her keep her on the pine to start with and, yep. and then bring her on and let okay. her zip around. But she, she looked like she moved well when she did come yeah. on. She... Had a couple of uh, couple of sprints and couple of couple of moments, so yeah, it was good that she could come on, feel feel the the competition, mm. uh, get out there and feel the crowd, and um, I think she can have a big say in this one, Sam Kerr. Yeah, absolutely, and it's almost been a blessing in disguise where we've seen Australia so survive without her because the view coming into this tournament is Sam Kerr is Australia, and and she's basically you know, our team, but the other girls stood up very nicely. Next question, Bryce. There was a time when Tom Cleary was a walk-up start into Port Adelaide's 22. He's been injured this year. And before that, though, he was kind of in and out of the side. 
Would a fresh start help Tom Cleary? And if so, where? Yeah, another good one, Tom. <laughs> Tom, oh, thank Tom you. Lyon, Tom Cleary. Look, I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm. I, I don't know if he does get back in into this side. And I don't know if he would suit anyone else. He's actually getting a bit older now, Tom. He's 29 years of age. Mm. Uh, I, I think he's coming out of contract. So whether they, they sign him just to be a, a bit of a backup, what do they do with Tom Jonas as well? Mm. We, we all know he's struggled to, to get in in this best 22. Um, Dylan Williams has come on, like you said, Aaliyah Aaliyah is the, the All-Australian uh, back there. Um, Trent McKenzie's been been really well obviously mm. holds his own as well just signed a contract extension so if they go after a, a Radigalia at the end of the the year which we think Port Adelaide might do mm. I don't see him being on the list anymore Tom so and and I'm not too sure someone will, will take him unless they're, they're just looking to bolster up their their defensive stocks in that mm. area but um unfortunately for Tom he's uh his best footy might be uh, might be past him. Fascinating. Uh, Sydney could be a candidate because uh, with Paddy McCartan sort of going down and a few things they're unsure about with their key defensive stocks, he could be reinvigorated there. But it's hard to see anyone else who might pick him up, Bryce Gibbs. And next question, the Western Bulldogs' Bailey Williams is the latest player to be linked with the Crows this trade period. Can you tell our listeners what sort of player he is and – is he the sort of guy Adelaide would even need? So is it just every South Australian gets yeah, linked to the I Adelaide Crows? Yeah, I think that's Crows? how it is works. It, they go from one to the other. One yeah. signs a contract extension with their team. All right, who's next? Is yeah. that what happens? Or is it you just starting these rumours, Tom? No, no, I think that's just how they work. Uh, Brandon Zerk Thatcher is another one for Port and the Crows, apparently linked to him because, of course, Bryce, he's from South Australia and he's uncontracted. <laughs> so that's what we talk about. Now, Bailey Williams, uh, he's he's a pretty good player. He's... Uh, yeah. He, Grew up here, obviously, in South Australia. Glenelg boy. I mm. uh, went to Brighton High, where uh, where I went as well, Tom. So right. good uh, good pedigree from down that way. Uh, nice. He's he's nearly played 100 games for the Bulldogs. So he's 25 years of age, coming into the prime of his career. He's sort of half back, play a bit of wing, mm. shows a bit of run and dash, uses the ball well. Um, so for, for the Crows, would he fit into this Crows lineup? I mean, he'd be handy in any side, I think. Anyone yeah. would look at him. But just with what the Crows are, are building at the moment uh, and some of the names they've got there, you know, Chase Jones has come on, mm. sort of playing that that half-back role, wing role. Uh, we know Saligo is going to be uh, a star as well of the future. Max Michelini has it's been probably surprised everyone to see what yeah. he's done this year in his first year at half-back. As well, you mentioned Mitch Hinge, Wayne Malira is back to back to his best. Yeah, getting the ball in his hands, using it well. So, is he? He sort of plays a bit like those sort of guys that that I've just mentioned. So, would he just be another? Yeah, another, another same guy. sort of player in this Crows lineup. Could could I'm not sure if he's got the capabilities of going to a half forward and, and mm. or playing through the midfield as an inside mid. Um, he hasn't sort of played those roles really at all in his career to date. So whether he's got that up in his kit bag, we're not sure. But, um, yeah, I just feel like the Crows have sort of got a few of those sort of players already who are mm. young, developing and, and starting to cement themselves in this Adelaide side.
Superfluous to needs is uh, Bryce Gibbs' answer to that one. Now, Bryce, with the Brownlow count coming up, it's just around the corner. Did you ever look back over your season just in private and start sort of, you know, like people do with the ladder predictor, you kind of count which games you might have had votes in and how many votes you might tally for the year? Um, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the, you do remember your, your good games yeah. for the year, Tom, and um, you have a bit of fun. The, I remember the nights we did have at the Brownlow, we would have a, a bit of fun with it and, and play a few games on the table during the night. So oh. it, can, it can go a bit long and it can be a little bit yeah. boring at times. And and obviously, um, you know, drinking responsibly as yes, well, Tom, yes. to, to the best of your ability. But uh, if you, you had a, a couple of votes get read out on the night, you mm. might have a, a couple of... Have a of, shot. Have a two-finger drink of your drink and make a, make a bit oh. of a fun, fun of it. But um, um, What's a two-finger drink? Oh, like a two-finger Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Or your wine that you're drinking. But okay. on, um, on Brownlow night, they have, on each table, they have a, a, a big spreadsheet of about 20, 25 players or the top 25 players who they think will be in right. and around the mark. And it has every one of their games and it'd have like a little fire symbol next to it if they've okay. played a, a really good game yeah. or, you know, go on cold in, in these games. Uh, so yeah. You can sort of get a bit of a picture on where guys are, have had good patches of the year or, or coming up for good games. So you'd always have a bit of fun yeah. with that as well, Tom. So you yeah. can sort of see where you, your good games were coming up yeah. and when they weren't. Okay, so the answer is yes. You would obsess <laughs> over which well, games got votes. The long answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, they do that with nicely with the telecast as well. They project ahead. There's always see where those it's games coming. guys play really well in and, and don't get any votes. And then yeah. some guys who might have had quieter games end up getting, getting votes. So it's... It's all, it's all corrupt. It's all good fun. Yeah, yeah. It's still a midfielder's medal, that's for sure. Uh, Bryce, final question. When cooking your two-minute noodles, if you do, in fact, ever eat two-minute noodles, do you mix the flavouring in w- with the sort of hot water as you're doing it, or do you wait till you've drained the water and then put the flavouring on afterwards? No, I'm flavouring in the water. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're cook, one of the only sane people I've spoken to lately. Cook the noodles, pour the hot water. Water in boiling hot water. Yeah. Tip the flavour in as well. Let it yes. really just Soak the noodles up. absorb the the flavour. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then tip the water out and you're good to go. Yeah. It it, it allows that flavour to immerse throughout. Whereas, uh, yeah, a lot of people I'm meeting are dumping that flavour just on top of the noodles once they're dry, which is, I think that's a bit much. Yeah, don't know about that. Great parenting hack as well, Bryce. If you've uh, run out of dinners for the little ones, you get some two minute noodles. Frozen peas and corn, just get them out of the freezer. Put it big so they're getting their veg as well. So piling in the frozen peas and corn into the boiling water along with the noodles. Two minute stir fry. Two minute stir fry, yeah. And and, uh, my little ones love it. It's a great uh, get out of jail (laughs) free card for me. Um, Bryce, we got to get to a break because after this, it's the news. And then we're talking all things World Cup and the Matildas. I'm excited.